Hey guys, and welcome back to Kitchen Table MTG. I'm your host, Joel the Dampening Sphere Olstein, and today we're going to be suiting up Mighty Morphin Madrolthatron. So, Madroltha the Grave Tide is three of any color, black, green, blue, for a 6-6 legendary creature element avatar, and during each of your turns, you may play up to one permanent card of each permanent type from your graveyard. That's pretty sweet. She's going to want us to cast a couple permanents every turn, sack them out for our edict effects, or, uh, you know, get some tokens off of cards like Ogre Slumlord, or Pawn of Ulamog, um, you got the Enter the Battlefield abilities triggering, that's pretty cool, but it's been done, we got Carador, Marin, Shieldred, the list goes on and on and on, um, but what she does have going for is she's got blue, so we could run our, our Kaomancers and our Eternal Witnesses, and skull winders and get all our stuff back from the graveyard to our hand and then you know we can get time stop back we can get cyclonic rift back we can cast mind slaver every turn we can do all this controly stuff and that would be pretty cool we could also do a lands matter deck and throw getrog monster and tatiova and titania and have this really sweet lands matter deck um with some huge shenanigans going on yeah, she would be pretty pretty good for that, I think. What I really want to see happen, and if you guys do this, send me a link to your deck list. I want to see somebody build Atraxa and use Carador and Moldrotha and Marin and Shieldred and Sun Titan and just like super heavy edict effect, casting multiple creatures every turn. I think that would be pretty sweet. Uh, but what we're going for is we're going for full-on Voltron, so... Moldrotha, you know, I think it's going to be super sweet for Voltron deck. She can protect all of her enchantments and auras and everything you need to suit her up and make her big. You know, somebody gets rid of it, we can just cast it again next turn. That's pretty nice. And she's already at a 6-6, so we bump her up one more and we only have to hit three times and they're dead to command damage. So let's get into the into the ramp here we've got four little one drop mana dorks we've got lanawar elves birds of paradise elvish mystic and elves of the deep shadow giving us a little bit of different uh mana producing colors from each one and then we're going to want to ramp into our higher higher mana ramp spells um so let's talk about a couple cool enchantments we got we got awakening zone and from beyond and they basically do the same thing but awakening zone is two colorless one green for an enchantment at the beginning of your upkeep, you may create a 0-1 colorless Eldrazi spawn, cr spawn creature token. Uh, From Beyond is going to create a 1-1 one, one Scion, but these tokens both have sacrificed this creature, add one colorless mana to your mana pool. So, not only is that going to give us a little bit of extra mana, but that's going to help us against Edict Effects. It'll give us some blockers. Uh, it'll give us some sacrifice fodder for some other stuff we're doing in our decks. That's pretty nice. I like the versatility of Awakening Zone and From Beyond. And From Beyond also has the ability of one colorless, or one of any color, one green sacrifice From Beyond. Search your library for an Eldrazi card. Not a creature, an Eldrazi card. Reveal it, put it into your hand, then shuffle your library. So it tutors for an Eldrazi card we'll be talking about later. Um, but first, let's get back into some ramp. We've got Farhaven Elves, Wood Elves, and Secure Tribe Elder. These are bringing lands directly into play. 
And then once Moldroth is out and we got some extra mana, we can cast these back out and get some more lands into play. I really like that. And then we got Yavimaya Elder and Solemn Simulacrum getting us lands into play, but they're also drawing us a couple cards. And what's nice about Solemn Simulacrum is he's an artifact. So, um, you know, we're playing Wayfarer's Bobble too. That's another artifact. So we could have Fairhaven Elves and Solemn Simulacrum or Wayfarer's Bobble come back and we're getting two, two lands every turn. We also have Blighted Woodlands. So we could go for three if we get really lucky. And Blighted Woodlands, a land that taps for a colorless mana, or you can pay three of any color. A green sacrifice Blighted Woodland. Search your library for up to two basic land cards and put them onto the battlefield tapped, then shuffle your library, and then we can play Blighted Woodland again for our mana or our land drop that turn uh, with our Solemn Simulacrum and our uh, Wood Elves or whatever we're casting. So that's pretty sweet. <clears throat> what else do we got here? We got a couple tricky ones. We've got uh, Sword of the Animus. This is just a really good card. Uh, Sword of the Animus is two of any color. It's a legendary artifact equipment that costs two to equip, so we got four to get her equipped to Moldrotha, but it gives her a plus one, plus one, so that gives her and puts her into the seven slot where we only have to attack three times, and whenever equipped creature attacks, not deals damage, attacks, we may search our library for a basic land card and put it onto the battlefield tapped. That's pretty sweet. Uh, we got Dowsing Dagger, too. This is one of my... Favorite newer cards out there, it's uh, two of any color equipment that costs two to equip. When it enters the battlefield, we have to give our one of our opponents uh, two zero two green plant creature tokens with defender. Yeah, that's not really, you know, you just don't give it to the guy that's got grave packed out. That's not a problem. Um, it gives the equipped creature plus two plus one. That's nice. Gets it at the, gets Moldrotha to eight. So we still only have to attack three times or hit three times. And whenever equipped creature deals combat damage, so it has that combat damage clause in it, uh, you may transform Dowsing Dagger. So we don't have to. If we need that plus, plus two bump to hit three times, we can keep it on there. So it's a little bit of versatility there. But uh, when we do transform Dowsing Dagger, it flips into Lost Veil. It's a land that adds three mana of any one color to your mana pool. And that's what makes me like this card a lot. It's a Gilded Lotus for four that, you know, it's not the hardest thing in the world to trigger. I don't think you should even worry about that. Um, you know, even if you get it out early game and it's strapped to Birds of Paradise or something, you're going to hit somebody. You're going to be able to transform this relatively easy so yeah i like dowsing dagger it's it's only a dollar right now i need to buy some more of those before it goes up <clears throat> but uh yeah that does it all for our ramp here we've we've got a couple other little tricky ramp things we'll get into later but uh when we cast moldrotha we're gonna want her to be protected right off the bat we're gonna want her to be protected so we've got a couple of uh in and enchantment and a artifact that I really want to talk about first we've got asceticism now this is a $14 card but uh, you know any green deck this is pretty nice it's three of any color green green for an enchantment creatures you control can't be the target of spells or abilities your opponents control so it gives all of our creatures hexproof basically 
and it has the ability of one of any color green regenerate target creature and we don't have to tap it or anything so we can do that as many times as we need to but it's going to give Moldrolf the hexproof and it's also going to be able to regenerate her so that one's really sweet to have out on the battlefield before you cast Moldrolf we also got Eldrazi Monument so five of any color creatures you control get plus one plus one that puts her in that seven slot we only got to hit three times it gives them flying so we got a little bit of evasion and it gives her indestructible all of our creatures indestructible that's super nice at the beginning of your upkeep you have to sacrifice a creature if you can't sacrifice Eldrazi Monument. We don't care about that because we want to bring our Wood Elves back. We're not running a ton of sack outlets in this deck. So this gives us an extra way to bring our Wood Elves and our um, Solemn Simulacrums, you know, get them into the graveyard and cast them back for more value. Um, but let's talk about some equipment. So um, we're running 20 equipment in 20 equipment and or auras in this uh deck but let's get into a couple good ones here we got bear umbra and snake umbra they both have totem armor let's read bear umbra because it's the better of the two bear umbra is two of any color green green for an enchantment aura enchant creature um enchant creature gets plus two plus two and has whenever this creature attacks so just when it attacks untap all lands you control there you go. There's a little bit of extra ramp for you. And then the totem armor on both of these is if the enchanted creature would be destroyed, instead remove all damage from it and destroy this aura. And then we can cast it back right then and there or next turn whenever we can do it. So it's going to protect Moldrolta and they both give us, uh, you know, some added perks and bump Moldrolta up into at least the seven spot. Um... We got some other protection, you know, hexproof style stuff. We got diplomatic unity, swift foot boots, lightning greaves, and then uh, sword of feast and famine. So another one that untaps our land. Let's read sword of feast and famine. This is the only sword in the deck, but it's three of any color, and it has an equipped for two. Equipped creature gets plus two plus two. We'll take it, and has protection from black and green. So, you know, nobody's going to be able to target Moldrolta with black or green spells, and they're not going to be able to block with black or green creatures. So that's going to give us a little bit of evasion for somebody on the battlefield. And whenever equipped creature deals combat damage, so it has that deals combat damage clause, um, that player discards a card, and you untap all the lands you control. So... Yeah, I mean, there's your little bit of ramp package. It's got a little bit of evasion, and it's got the bumper to put her past the seven slot, so we like that. Let's get into another one here. We got Whisper Silk Cloak, and Whisper Silk Cloak is three, three of any color and two to equip, just like Sword, the Sword of Feast and Famine, and equip creature can't be blocked. So it's unblockable, and it gives it Shroud. So we got evasion, and uh, people aren't going to be able to target Moldrolta. We're going to have to switch this to something else if we want to suit Moldrolta up anymore. But uh, we can switch it right on back, right? So, what other things do we have to make Moldrolta unblockable or give her trample or give her some way of dealing damage to people? We've got Cloak of Mists. And Cloak of Mists is a one of any color and one blue 
Uh, creature enchantment and enchanted creature is unblockable. That's pretty sweet. If somebody gets rid of it, we'll be able to cast it right back to her. And it's only 19 cents, so pick pick one up, you know? Try it out for a little bit, see how you like it. Another cheap, underrated card. We got Trailblazer Boots. This is a 50-cent card. Two of any color to cast it and two to equip it. Equipped creature has non-basic land walk. What EDH deck doesn't have a non-basic land? Even if they're in mono color, they'll have something. So that's going to help us get some damage through. Um, what else do we got here? We got Sword of Vengeance and Luxodon Warhammer giving it Trample. And then we've got Eldrazi Conscription. Remember from the Beyond? Tutor for an Eldrazi card. <coughs> well, Eldrazi Conscription is 8 of any color. Enchant a creature. Enchant creature gets plus 10. Plus 10. So that puts her at 16. We only got to hit someone twice with her. It gives us trample. So, you know, we, we don't even have to hit them with the full amount. And it gives the creature Annihilator too, so they're going to be sacking a couple permanents. That's pretty sweet. Um, yeah, definitely one of our better auras to equip. Uh, what else do we got here? You know, we got a couple other ways of making Muldrotha unblockable. We've got Rogue's Passage, which is a land that taps for uh, colorless. Or you pay four of any color and tap Rogue's Passage. Target creature can't be blocked this turn. That's backup. It's a land. It didn't cost us anything. It sits there. Uh, you know, I use this card quite a bit. So, I, you know, I really like this card. Um, we also got another enchantment here. We got Dolphy Embrace. So, Dolphy Embrace is two of any color black. Um, and then you have to pay black, black. Target creature gains shadow until end of turn. So, that means this creature can block or be blocked by only creatures with shadow. Not a lot of shadow creatures in EDH. You know, you'll see them every once in a while, but this, most of the time, you're getting damaged through to somebody. So, Dolphy Embrace, that's only sitting at a dollar. You could throw that in multiple decks. Any Infect deck wants it. Any Voltron deck. I think it's a pretty sweet card. Um, let's get into some bumpers here, though. We've got Argentum Armor. Argentum Armor costs six to cast and then another six to equip so that's pretty expensive but equipped creature gets plus six plus six and whenever equipped creature attacks destroy target permanent and it doesn't say we have to destroy the target permanent of the person we're attacking so this is removing the biggest problematic card on the table for us it's pretty sweet it does cost a lot uh, to equip but we've also got hammer of nazim so this is a Four casting cost legendary artifact equipment that cost four to equip, but when Hammer of Nazim or another equipment enters the battlefield under your control, you may attach that equipment to target creature you control. And then it also gives your creature plus two, plus zero. It's going to put her past seven, and it makes her indestructible. So this is a super sweet, sweet equipment to... You know, this goes in any any Voltron deck. It's a $5 card. You might as well pick it up if you're going Voltron. What else do we got? We got Dark Steel Plate, which is indestructible. And it makes our creature indestructible. We have Fire Shrieker, giving our creature double strike. And then we've got Grafted Exoskeleton. So Grafted Exoskeleton 
is four, right? Yeah, four of any color. Equip creature has plus two, plus two, and infect. We don't have to deal 21 commander damage anymore. All we got to do is 10 damage, and they're done. So that's pretty sweet. Um, yeah, that's about all we're talking about here for the equipment and auras. Let's get into some other protection here. We've got the star of the deck here, Command Beacon. You know, this card I have had sitting in my collection forever. It's $27 right now. I've just never never uh, wanted to have a colorless mana that does its effect, except in this deck because we can play it turn after turn. Sacrifice Command Beacon. Put your commander into your hand from the command zone. So we don't have to pay that commander tax. Then we cast Moldrotha out. Throw Command Beacon back on the battlefield. We're good to go. Moldrotha costs six, you know? She's destroyed once. That's eight. Then ten. That's a lot of mana. So we don't want to be wasting that mana. Command Beacon. Super sweet in this deck. We've got City of Solitude. So this City of Solitude is an enchantment. Um, it costs two of any color and one green. Each player may play spells and abilities only during his or her turn. So, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's going to help us keep Muldrotha safe. We like this card. And three, we're going to be able to keep it on the battlefield as often as we need it. We also got Elephant Grass. So this is going to stop those pesky token builds. It's one green for an enchantment with a commute. Oh, man, I always screw this word up. A cumulative, cumulative upkeep of one. So, yeah, I mean, we can pay that the first time, and then we can just let it die and recast it again for one. But black creatures cannot attack you. That's nice. Non-black creatures cannot attack you unless their controller pays an additional two for each attacking creature. That's going to help us out. How else are we going to stop people from attacking into us? Let's talk about my man Spore Frog. So Spore Frog is one green, and it's a 1-1 one, one creature frog. Um, you know, that's super impressive. But Sacrifice Spore Frog prevent all combat damage that would be dealt this turn. I mean, this goes in every reanimator deck. Any deck where you can get Spore Frog back numerous times, you're throwing Spore Frog in. He's just the best frog in the entire... Uh, you know, he's better than Get Rog. Let's get real. He's the best frog out there. Let's get into some lands here, though. We got Yavamaya Hollow. So this, you know... Holy guacamole, this card's at $54. Yeah, I didn't didn't notice that. I just bought another one of these for 30 I only have two. I wish I would have bought some more. I don't know. Maybe they're still selling on TCG Player. You can buy some lightly played for 30 bucks otherwise i just came up on some profit but yavamaya hollow is add one colorless mana to your mana pool or pay green and tap regenerate target creature that's going to protect uh Muldrotha. uh another land we got here is homeward path and homeward path goes in every edh deck i don't care if you're playing five color it taps for a colorless mana but each player gains control of all creatures he or she owns. So I guess, unless you're stealing everybody's creatures and that's the deck you're playing, I would still play this. You know, somebody will steal your creatures that you're stealing their creatures with. Play Homeward Path in every deck. It's uh, 512. Another trick with these, these lands is every year when they come out with a commander set, you've got to watch those commander sets because when... 
when they come out, they put homeward paths and reliquary towers and all these uh, good toolboxy lands in there, and then they drop like dramatically. I bought a whole bunch of reliquary towers. I wish I would have bought them more. I think they were like a dollar a piece. I just bought all these homeward paths at three dollars a piece. Uh, yeah, that goes into almost any any deck. Uh, let's get into some uh, edict protection here. So if somebody's running some grave packs, or you just need some creatures to to block with, we've got. Uh, so we've got Edrixar, and Edrixar is just gonna help us. Um, you know, it's gonna help us against edict effects. It's gonna help us with some blockers. It's always nice to have some creatures out. I've never put this guy in a deck. I've got a token build, and I've got Marin, but he's just never made it. Let's read Edric Sar here. Edric Sar is four of any color and a black for a 2-2 human wizard. And whenever you cast a creature spell, put X-1-1 black throw creature tokens onto the battlefield where X is that spell's converted mana cost. When you have seven or more, sacrifice Edric Sar. Yeah, I mean, I just wanted to play him. There's better stuff you could play, but uh, yeah, I want to see what he does. So let's throw him in this deck. Uh, we also got Rift Sweeper, you know, getting some stuff back from Exile. So Rift Sweeper is one of any color in a green for a 2-2 Elf Shaman, and when it enters the battlefield, choose target face-up Exiled card and shuffle it into its owner's library. Hopefully it doesn't get to that point, but if it does, we got Rift Sweeper there to protect us. So jumping into removal, we've got Neveneral's Disc. It's just an artifact board wipe. Any you know, any uh, deck where you need you need to have at least one board wipe, at least in every deck. But um, yeah, there there's a colorless Nevenral's disc. Let's read this before I ramble on any more about it. Nevenral's disc is four of any color, and it enters the battlefield tapped. When it untaps, you can pay one, tap it, destroy all artifacts, creatures, and enchantments. So this is going to hurt us too, you know, unless uh, unless Muldroth is indestructible and we got like Dark Steel Plate that's indestructible, you know, we're going to lose most of our stuff too, but sometimes it just hits the fan and we need to do it, right? Uh, what else we got? We got Bajuka Bog. Uh, that's a card that's been going up in price, man. I wish I would have bought a hundred of those. They're like $2 now. I've only got like nine or ten of them uh we got scavenging ooze you know that's going to be targeting some cards and some graveyards getting rid of them we got strip mine which is just a star in the deck it taps for a colorless mana or you sacrifice it and destroy target land and then cast or play it back and do it again and again and again i really like all this you know free sack it to itself to do some crazy thing and then play it again for free that's nice um so some targeted removal i really like imprisoned by the moon and song of the dryads so imprisoned by the moon can enchant a creature land or a planeswalker and song of the dryad can just enchant a permanent and they both turn the permanent into land. So they're not going to be able to sacrifice a creature or block with a creature and get their thing to the graveyard so they can get it back out. We can enchant whatever we want and just have it sit there as a, as a colorless. I'm pretty sure, yeah, Imprisoned by the Moon is a colorless mana too. So, yeah, I mean, that's nice. I like both of those. Um, we've also got Pernacious Deed. Pernacious Deed is another board wipe. Um, 
It's pretty pretty nice in this deck. It only costs three. One of any color, black, green for an enchantment. And you pay X, sacrifice pernicious deed, destroy each artifact, creature, and enchantment with converted mana cost X or less. So when people are going wide, we don't have to pay six and kill Muldrotha. We can pay, you know, three or four and take out all these tokens or these little small creatures and, uh, yeah, keep our board state intact. Or we have the ability to just clear the board totally and start over. So that's nice. Uh, we've also got Seal of Primordium. Seal of Primordium is one of any color and a green for an enchantment, and you sacrifice it to destroy target artifact or enchantment, and then cast it right back out. It's low casting cost, uh, nice targeted enchantment artifact removal. So let's get into some other stuff here. We got a couple of sack outlets, so we already talked about... Um, Eldrazi Monument, so that's going to let us sack one creature a turn. We've got Ashnod's Altar, which is going to let us sack a creature whenever we want and create two uh, colorless mana. We've got High Market, just a land that sits there, and if you know if it hits the fan, we can sack Muldrolta if we don't have Homeward Path out and uh, stop somebody from stealing her. Um, you know, we can sack a creature that we want to reuse, recast, and uh, get some Enter the Battlefield abilities. And then we've got Greater Good. So Greater Good is probably going to go into every Muldrotha deck, and Greater Good is two of any color, green, green, for an enchantment. Sacrifice a creature, draw cards equal to the sacrificed creature's power, then discard three cards. So, yeah, we got some card draw on there, you know? We don't even care if we, we sacrifice one of our little 1-1 Scions because when we discard our three cards, we're going to be able to play them right out of the graveyard. In this deck, there is not one non-permanent card, so we're going to be able to play everything. Um, we just have to protect, protect Muldrotha. That's the key in this deck is protect Muldrotha. But uh, let's get into some other card draw spells. We talked about Greater Good and Solemn Simulacrum and Yavamaya Elder. Uh, let's do Ristic Study and Mystic Remora. So they're both going to draw us cards when our players, uh, our opponents cast spells. But we got Mystic Remora. It's got another one of these cumulative. <laughs> Man, I butcher that word. It's got an upkeep cost of one. So, you know, every other turn we just let it let it die and then cast it back for one but whenever an opponent casts a non-creature spell as opposed to ristic studies any spell you may draw a card unless that player pays four instead of ristic studies one so you're gonna draw some cards off of mystic remora this is definitely a card everybody's been going crazy over um for this deck uh, it doesn't show me how much her actual value is. It only shows me the ticks. I bought a ton of these like three, three or four years ago. Um, yeah, I thought the card was a lot greater than it was and accidentally bought it. And uh, yeah, I took them all out of my deck right away. But this, this deck, it'll fit perfect. Uh, what else we got? We got Phyrexian Arena and Underworld Connection. These are both just letting us draw one card a turn. Underworld Connection is a land enchantment so we're gonna have to tap that land and pay one life to draw a card and then phyrexian arena just at our upkeep lets us uh draw a card and lose a life so there's that we've got uh consecrated sphinx that goes in every blue deck 
Every time one of your opponents draws a card, we draw two. That is super sweet. And then we've got Corpse Augur. So Corpse Augur does some work in this deck. Corpse Augur is three of any color and a black for a zombie wizard, four, two. And when Corpse Augur dies, you draw X cards and lose X life, where X is the number of creature cards in target player's graveyard. We're not going to want to fill our graveyard up, man. We don't want to risk having everything lost to a Bajookabog. So, uh, you know, we can target our opponents if they've got more more creatures and stuff in their graveyard. So that's super nice. Corpse Augur does a lot of work in this deck. Let's get into some other toolboxy type shenanigans we got going on. We got Sidisi Undead Visor. This is the only tutor in the deck. Um, yeah, I'm only running permanents. I already said that. So uh, you could run run that other big demon, but um, I'm only running Sidisi. So it's three of any color black black for a zombie naga 4-6 with death touch. That's nice by itself. And then it has exploit. So when this creature enters the battlefield, you may sacrifice a creature. We can sacrifice Sidisi and reuse her again. That's nice. But when Sidisi Undead Visor exploits a creature, you may search your library for a card and put that card into your hand and then shuffle your library. So we got Demonic Tutor right on a stick. Um, yeah, that's nice. We've also got Mystic Snake. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, we're going to counter a spell. You could replace this with Glenelendra um, if you want to spend the extra $20 on Glenelendra. A card similar to Glenelendra that's pretty nice in this deck is... Let me get back to my creatures here. Siren of the Storm Tamer. So this is one blue for a 1-1 one, one Siren Pirate Wizard with Flying. But it has the ability of pay one blue, sacrifice it, counter target spell or ability that targets you or a creature you control. So yeah, I mean, it's it's not as good as Glenelendra. But uh, for 83 cents, it's it's up there, you know. It's it's uh, holding its own as opposed to Glenlender's $20. So we got Siren Storm Tamer. Uh, one of the star cards in the deck. One of my favorite cards, the funnest cards you can play in specific decks is Oppression. So Oppression is uh, one of any color, black, black for an enchantment. That says whenever a player plays a spell, that player discards a card from his or her hand. So we don't care. You know, we discard a card. We're going to be able to play it right out of our graveyard. But uh, everybody else isn't. So everybody's going to be going going after this card. This just creates its own little sub game where it's get rid of oppression. Everybody sort of forgets about Moldrotha for a while. And you're just off doing your own thing. Um... Yeah, I, I love playing this card. I play it in Xur the Enchanter because I'm bringing all my enchantments out with Xur. So, um, yeah, Oppression's super fun to play. Okay, well, that pretty much does it for the uh, deck tech, all the cards, and what we're going to be talking about. Let's get into our Magical Christmas Land scenario. Okay, so turn one, we're going to play a Forest. And then we're going to go straight into Birds of Paradise. Turn two, we're going to play Command Zone into Wood Elves. And then turn three, we're going to play Homeward Path into Asceticism. Turn four, we're going to go Yavamaya Hollow into Moldrotha. Turn five, we're going to play a Strip Mine into Sword of Feast and Famine and Cloak of Mists. 
We're going to attack with our unblockable Muldrotha, untap all of our creatures from our Sword of Feast and Famine, or uh, not our creatures, our lands from Sword of Feast and Famine. And then we're going to play Eldrazi Monument and Llanowar Elves. Then we're going to sacrifice Wood Elves to Eldrazi Monument, play Temple of the False God, and then play Eldrazi cons Conscription and just go nuts. We're going to attack everybody every turn. It's just going to be crazy, big, unstoppable, indestructible creature. And we've got, you know, our regeneration ability right there. That's super sweet. That's, that's what we want to happen when we're playing this deck. So, yeah, that's, that's the deck tech. Uh, you got your magical Christmas land scenario. Um, so this deck averages around 3 CMC. It's got a lot of 2 and 3 CMC spells. Uh, 1 and 4 CMC spells are tied. And then it's got some, got some more expensive stuff. But, you know, we're going to be able to let our stuff die or sacrifice it out and keep casting it and, uh, you know, get all this value out of it. We're not going to fill our graveyard. We're not going to risk a Bajuka Bog destroying our deck. Um, we're just going to, you know, try to get some value and try to keep our stuff protected. And I think that's where Moldrotha shines. So if you guys have any thoughts or comments, um, yeah, you know, email me. Um, when you look at, look at the deck list on Tapped Out, you know, leave some comments or follow me on Twitter at UTB Game Co. Um, yeah, and let, let me know there. Um, or you... You know, you can follow me on Tapped Out. I'm at Kitchen Table MTG. Uh, my email address is under the bridge game co at gmail.com. You can check out my website under the under the bridge game co.com. And uh, yeah, I think that's all the ways to get a hold of me. So yeah, if you're listening on iTunes or wherever the hell you're listening, I, I do this on Anchor and it posts it to all sorts of different places. I have no idea where to post it. But, uh, you know, if you've listened this far, you're 34 minutes in, like this video, subscribe to hear another one, and I will be back talking about something else later. Bye.